0: The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, free kicks, free kicks, with
1: Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and
0: Rick Kempfer. I like how I sound like kind of an afterthought on uh, in the intro there. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's Adam Howarth and Rick Kempfer. Oh. But that's the way it is. I don't mind being the second banana. Uh, We're talking about uh, football slash soccer, and Adam is the expert. I'm just kind of the moderator of the broadcast. Uh, So welcome, everyone, again to another episode of Free Kicks. We've got some exciting World Cup stuff to get to because, of course, the World Cup actually begins this week. And this is really, uh, I think you described it to me as like Christmas morning. It really is kind of like that.
1: Yeah, it's really the anticipation. You can feel it. It's going to be great. A whole bunch of games during the the work day. So you've got to try and work your work schedule around all these games. Uh, I guess that's the privilege of working in a soccer office. I think that's going to be pretty good. I I think I might be able to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) uh,
1: um, But, yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: And that first game is going to be Russia against Saudi Arabia. Well, anyway, so after the first game, they're all going to be great games.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about the TV tip. But, yeah, that second one on the the next day is going to be a real good one for sure.
0: Okay, so before we get to our our World Cup previews, because we have not yet uh, previewed groups G and H, uh, this is a big week for you and your job uh, and actually uh, youth soccer in general. Why don't you tell everybody about what's going on with the President's Cup?
1: Yeah, President's Cup starts this week, which is the, the second tier of our competitions within the national USYS series. And uh, all of the teams that won the state competitions are now heading to the regional championships, which is in Westchester, Ohio. And they'll compete and competing in, you're like this, the Voice of America Athletic That's Complex. Right. Awesome. And uh, so they'll be competing uh, coming up starting Thursday through Monday. Some of them may get done a little bit earlier. But these were the state championships. We had some wild cards. So I just wanted to give some, some kudos out to the teams that are going. So real quickly, the girls on the girls' side, 13 girls, Sasser from Springfield, CSA Roma on 14, IP Aces Blue, Illinois Premier on the 15, CFJ City on the 16 girls with, along with Munderlein. 17 girls, Chicago Rush Select, 18 girls, SBW Alliance and Green White Soccer Club. I think you know those pretty well. I do. And then the 19 girls, FC United. So they're the girls competing to go to nationals. And then on the boys' side, 13 boys, Springfield Sasser again, 14 boys, Shadow Premier, 15, Chicago Rush Select, 16s have uh, Chicago Fire Juniors West along with FC United Select. 17 is Chicago Rush Select. 18 is Mid-State out of Decatur, along with Chicago Fire Junior City. Then on the 19 side, you've got Munderline and the Chicago Rush Select. So they'll compete Thursday through Monday with a chance to go to the National Championships, which is going to be in Indianapolis at Grand Park, which is an amazing facility. If you've never been, three full-size indoor fields. Really wow. amazing, amazing place. But so exciting for them. Wish them the best of luck as they uh, as they fight to get to the national championships.
0: And we're rooting for all the Illinois teams, uh, but especially for me, uh, the Green White Soccer Club. That's the club I've been a part of since since birth, literally <laughs> since 1963. <laughs> so let's root for all of them and wish them the best. And we have uh, some World Cup stuff to talk about in the meantime. Um I want to let you know where you can find us if you are finding us on the Radio Misfits uh, network at uh, RadioMisfits.com. There's other places also. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're the part of the Blueberry directory. If you want to subscribe to the show, uh, we have an RSS feed uh, on the Radio Misfits uh, network. Uh, we also have a free kicks page on the Radio Misfits network. So, there's no excuse and this is the most exciting time to uh, check us out because lots of world cup stuff going on the world cup begins on the 14th correct
1: correct on thursday yep
0: thursday with uh, saudi arabia against russia and i believe that is the only game on thursday right
1: that's right they'll do the opening ceremony and then the game
0: okay so we'll have to tune in for that yeah, but in the meantime, we have not yet previewed groups G and H, and there are some uh, some pretty darn good teams still left uh, in our preview session, including, let's start with Group G, and let's talk about Belgium, which is number three in the world, and I think they deserve that ranking. They certainly have a talented roster.
1: Yeah, no question. They're full of uh, English Premiership stars. They've got... Dembele, company and Lukaku, um, along with Courtois, the Chelsea goalkeeper, and Fellaini for Manchester United, and then arguably two of the best players in the world. You know, when you put when you stack them up in De Bruyne and Hazard, so they've got the the team. It's definitely their You know, people talk about their golden generation, and this is probably what it might be. And uh, I think this is their opportunity to really to really make a statement. And I think. You know, we've talked a little bit about how good they can be. We've talked about maybe maybe next year, next year. This is the time to, for them to really kind of put up or shut up, I, I think.
0: I mean, they've so got everything, else. right? They've got a great goalkeeper. They've got a solid defense. They've got, uh, you know, a midfield uh, holding players. They've got, you know, strikers. They've got everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, there's really no reason why they shouldn't be in the, in the Final Four. I mean, there's really no reason. They've got everything they need to get there. And uh, we'll see, you know, but like you said, we just it's it's their time. Hopefully they can put it put it together.
0: What I thought was funny when I was going through the list of all the, the clubs was um, to me, Belgium has bigger Premier League stars than England has, which is also in their same group. I mean, they now let's talk about England. Obviously, this is your team. Um, yeah. And there yeah. are some great players. Don't get me wrong, but wouldn't you trade the rosters if you could? Oh, yeah, no
1: question. I mean, it's just, When you look at the teams, I mean, I'll, I'll take Belgium for England any day of the week. There's no question. And when you think about it, you know, those plays, of course, certainly, you know, they've won so much. But the England team's a good team. Yeah. Solid. Um, young, youthful. Um, I, I think, you know, probably the best way to describe my feeling for England is cautiously optimistic. <laughs> so... Um, uh, I think when and people have been throwing that kind of phrase out all the time, and you know you've still got players. Harry Kane is obviously a great sure. player, sure. Um, scores goals. Again, I always look back. I think the, the I get the Achilles heel for England and probably a lot of these teams is that centre back pairing. Right. We're not sure. Who's going to be playing there? Midfield forwards. I think we're as good as anybody else, but. You know, so who are
0: you going to have back, back there? Point. Gary Cahill is he going to be back there, or?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably going to be Cahill, uh, and, and again, then it could be up for grabs in terms of who you know. Maybe
0: Kyle entrusts. Walker.
1: Yeah, Kyle Walker. They've been playing with three in the back occasionally. John Stones is there, but he's always kind of, you know, he's had a few mistakes here and there.
0: Uh, he um, just looks like a moose out there. There's, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was expecting him to be such a great player and really kind of kind of establish himself as really a world-class center back, but he just really hasn't done that yet. Maybe he'll do it this tournament, which would yeah. be great. Um, that's the beauty of the World Cup. You know, players can really make, a, make their you know, kind of breakthrough in terms of what they do, and sometimes they'll get a big money move because of it.
0: Well, like you said, a lot of young stars like Lingard, Rashford, Sterling, you know, uh, uh, guys that can... Can make uh, make a name for themselves, a- and what is exciting to me, and this is just uh, as a outsider, a non English guy, um, yeah. I like I like the fact that it's got a good mix of some some veterans, you know, you've you've got Cahill, you've got uh, yeah. Jordan Henderson, you know, you've got guys that have been around for a while, and you've got these young stars, and it seems like they don't have any baggage.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Every other, like, Rooney's not part of this, and Rooney just had, like, the weight of the world on him over the last few World Cups because he never came through in the World Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're absolutely right. And I think, like you said, I think... The, the, always the tough thing with england is especially the media we always kind of build them up and just say how great they're gonna be they they win one game and all of a sudden we're gonna win the world <laughs> cup uh we, we've only won it once and yeah. that was back in back in 66 yes and there's an so.
0: asterisk on that one <laughs> all right so let's uh, let's talk about the other teams in this group because you can probably talk about england all day and that's uh here's one that um you know, is ranked 21st in the world. I don't know how they're ranked that high, and that is Tunisia.
1: Yeah, yeah. First World Cup since 06, and um, I think the three World Cups they've been in before have not won a game. Right. Uh, so <laughs> that gives you an idea of the expectations, and I think I think we mentioned already their best player is going to be out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Masakini, I believe is how it is. I'll give it a yeah. shot. But,
0: but um, well, again, uh, if people are tuning in for a good pronunciation, this is the incorrect show for you. Uh, we, <laughs> we will not be pronouncing everyone correctly, but we'll do our best.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think along with Panama, these are these are teams that are really on the outside looking in. This is your this is your sixty fourth team in the NCAA basketball tournament, basically. Uh, the chances for them to really get in and do well is going to be very, very small. Five
0: hundred to one odds.
1: There you go. So, so that that, that tells you something.
0: The Panama team is uh, it's an experienced team. I think it's the third oldest squad. Uh, they they were on the door of getting in the last few World Cups, but the U.S. USA actually is who kept them out all this time. And so they finally broke through, but. You know, this is a tough bracket. You've got to knock out England or Belgium, and these teams are not going to do that.
1: Yeah, I really can't see it. Like you said, I mean, they, we, we're probably a little bit familiar with them, especially with them playing the U.S. so many times in Gold Cups and CONCACAF, and they've got quite a few, you know, MLS players and Ramon Torres and a few others that play. But realistically, both them and Tunisia, I think they're happy to be there. We just want to try and see if we get a result, enjoy the, the moment, and, hey, see what happens. So-
0: the one thing about Panama is they have dedicated the tournament to one of their former players, uh, Enriquez, who was shot dead outside of his house last year. So maybe they've got uh, you know some you know extra motivation that some of the other teams don't have. But it yeah. will take a miracle for them to get out of that group. Agreed. All right. Let's talk about Group H, which has uh, Poland as the top-ranked team, and they are the number eight-ranked team in the world, which I think is a little high, but they do have some stars. Let's let's be honest.
1: Yeah, they got. I mean, obviously, everything's going to revolve around their striker Lewandowski. Um, uh, the interesting thing is, he didn't score in the in the Euros previously before. and so hasn't scored in some big events. So he's kind of like that Belgium aspect, you know. Maybe this is the time to kind of put up shut up type of thing. Yeah. Hopefully he can do that. Um, and he also
0: didn't play that well in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, that's true. So we'll see what they do. Um, one thing I do like about them is they do have a, a, a solid goalkeeping core. In and Shczezni and Fabianski, both those guys have, have really done pretty well. Uh, especially playing in the Premier League, and have kind of established themselves fairly well. And then I did hear, again, breaking news here on, on our show, yes. uh, K- Camille Glick is cleared, ready to play. Oh, so he, is. he is.
0: Okay, that's an important got, uh, defender.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's the the, the player that's going to probably hold things to, to, together. I know that... Sibinu Boniek, you may remember his name from back in the early '80s. He's the Polish Soccer Federation president. He's kind of like their Carlos Cordero, I guess you could say. And uh, he came out and said that that's a massive, massive deal for them to have him ready to play. So coming Well, this back, is their so- chance.
0: This is their group. This these guys have kind of aged together. They're all they're again one of the older teams in the uh, in the cup. And if they don't do it now, they're not going to do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. This is a good chance for them to do it.
0: All right, let's talk about Senegal because Senegal features, I think, one of my favorite players in the entire world, and that is Mane from Liverpool. He is so fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I really like this team. I'll be honest with you. This is kind of one of my teams to kind of kind of go under the radar and do pretty well. I think they've got everything they need. Um, I don't know too much about the goalkeepers, but they've got a great centre-back in Kubali from Napoli. He's probably one of the best centre-backs in Italy. Yeah. And if you're a good centre-back in Italy, you're doing pretty well.
0: Good point. Um, That's that def- and, a very defensive league.
1: Yeah, and Kuadi from West Ham. They've got. Uh, I think you mentioned before how strong they are. Their whole midfield group is basically English Premier League
0: players. Oh wait, I've got. I've got to ask you a question about that. All right, uh, this is. Uh, we have some audio. Hang on one second. Here we go.
1: And now, explain that foreign tradition,
0: please. <laughs> okay, this is whenever <laughs> I am <laughs> researching stuff about. Uh, Soccer, and I don't understand uh, what it means. And this is coming from England. I was reading about Senegal, and the newspaper, I believe it was The Telegraph, said the midfield is pretty much a West Midlands five-a-side league. I have no idea what that means.
1: Well, I think they're basically saying that you could put them all on one team, and it's just they're all in that same area. And five-a-side is a really big deal, especially in England. They do competitions and league games. It's kind of like uh, pick up basketball leagues at the end. So they'll have little little, little fields where people will go play and then obviously have a few beers afterwards. So I think that's what they were referencing in terms of what a five-a-side group is. So you can pick your team and there's your five players and they're ready to go.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, you, you, uh, you have... You're optimistic about Senegal.
1: I but- really like Senegal, yeah. I think they've got a good chance of going forward. Uh, they've got all the players, like you said, with Mane up top, and and their centre backs are solid. Could be an, an African team. There's always an African team that does yeah. well.
0: Yep, that's a good um, point.
1: And if I remember, they got to the quarterfinals in 02, so it's not going to be uncharted territory for them. So they've got a chance.
0: Well, but let's talk about who they have to beat to get there. And one of those teams is Colombia, which is no pushover. Colombia 16th in the world. Last time they made the quarterfinals in Brazil. They have a bunch of new players, but they still have James Rodriguez from Bayern, who I think probably has not turned into the superstar that people thought he would turn into. But is still yeah. a great player.
1: No question. Again, another solid team. Uh, again, really like their, obviously offensively, they can do a lot of things with Carlos Barker and, and certainly James Rodriguez. But again, defensively, very solid. You know, they've got Davison Sanchez in the back who's yep. playing for Tottenham. Um, Barrios, who's playing with Boca Juniors, he's the young player, 24. I think he's going to be a player that you're going to need to watch very strongly this World Cup. He plays like a six, a holding midfielder but uh, he could be a star of this World Cup if he has a good one so again strong centrally defensively solid they've um, got a, a good group of players that I think can really do some things for him and uh, I, again I think they could have a little run I think this is this is a tough group it really yeah. is
0: it is for every for those three teams but then there's Japan Which, you know, is is not a terrible team. They're ranked 61st in the world, but clearly they are the worst team in this bracket.
1: Yeah, again, it's it's one of those teams that we don't know too much about. You know, people compare the J League to MLS in a lot of ways in terms of how it all kind of began. It started around about the same time. And uh, they've got some players they've kind of... Got a style that kind of used a lot of Brazilian players. I know we talked about even Iniesta going over there mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, so they're recruiting some really good, you know, Spanish-Brazilian type players to play in their league, which has really kind of raised the level for their for their league. Uh, but again, really, Okasaki uh, and Yoshida from Southampton, the two Premiership players, those are the ones that are probably going to be the keys for them. And again, they could be a surprise, but. Like you said, I think they're kind of at the tail end of the group.
0: Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but uh, that is that is the truth. So now we have talked about every team in the World Cup, and it's time to put your money where your mouth is, okay? <laughs> First, <laughs> let, let's go through the groups and pick the two that you think are going to uh, advance to the next round. And we'll start with, with Group A. We got Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay who are who who are you picking out of that group
1: I've got Uruguay is and Russia going through Uruguay winning it
0: so. Okay I've got Uruguay followed by Egypt Okay uh, group B we got Spain, Portugal, Morocco and Iran
1: Yeah, Spain, Portugal, not a, not, a, not an issue there.
0: But what do you think who's who's A, who's B? Cuz oh, that makes Spain. a difference.
1: Yeah, Spain 1, Portugal 2.
0: All right. Group C, we got France. I, I I agree with that, by the way. Group yep. C, France, Peru, Denmark, and Australia.
1: Yeah, I've got France as one, Peru as
0: two. Ooh, that's a nice little uh, upset pick. I have gone with Denmark as my number two choice. Okay. Group D, we got Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria.
1: Yep. I'm going to go with Argentina, one, Nigeria,
0: two. Oh, we've got some different picks here. I've got Argentina, one, and I'm going with Croatia as my number two. Group E, Costa Rica, Serbia, Brazil, and Switzerland.
1: Brazil, one, Switzerland, two.
0: Okay, we're agreed on that. Okay. Group F, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, definitely Germany one and I'm going to go with Mexico two
0: okay I'm going off the board here I'm going with Sweden as my number two pick as as an upset right. just because they've been on an upset roll and I don't yeah, even sure. like that team I think they're boring but <laughs> <laughs> in the World Cup the boring teams often make it to the next round
1: that's true that's true
0: Group G has we just talked about them Belgium, Panama Tunisia and England
1: yeah I've got England one of course Belgium two Really, yeah. Really, I, yeah. I, I think they could do it. I think they get a draw with Belgium and maybe score a few more goals and go through on goal difference. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Okay. Well, I've got Belgium at one and England two, but seems very similar. Uh, then Group H. Although, if if England can get number one, they can avoid Germany, which would be yes. you know. The, in their path, if if they yeah. if they finish number two, uh, the group H we got Poland, Colombia, Senegal, and Japan. I think I know where you're going. Where you yeah, are you picking?
1: I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going Colombia one, Senegal two.
0: Wow. Okay, I didn't see that coming. So you don't think Poland's going through?
1: I do not. I think they're going to struggle. I think Lewandowski will not score. That's going to be a rough, rough, a rough go for the Polish group.
0: You have just. Uh, uh, upset seven eighths of Chicago's uh, population <laughs> because they're all Polish. Wow. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to pick Poland. I'm going to pick Poland uh, as my number one, and then Colombia as my number two. So those are those are some of our picks. Now, if if you're if you're uh, uh, in a group that uh, has a bunch of soccer friends, you're probably in a uh, World Cup pool. Uh, we are certainly no different here. And, and I'm going to put your, uh, put you on the spot again, Adam, for this. And
1: now, explain that foreign tradition, please.
0: All right. Now, this is something I understand, but maybe some of our uh, listeners don't. And that is every club and every national team has songs and chants and things that they do in the, uh, in the crowds. Isn't that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah. Now in the in the Premier League, this is something I just discovered recently, and you obviously you've known this your whole life, but they sing they sing songs that are like parodies of real songs. Okay, right, like uh, when the Saints go marching in. Is a famous one that they do, uh, you know, when the Spurs go marching in, or the, you know, and actually in Southampton, they actually are the Saints. The Saints go marching in. But they also do other, like, songs that are popular. I watched a show about Arsenal. They had, like, 400 different songs, and they would have these guys that would sing these songs, and the crowds would figure it out and sing along. And at some point, some would catch on and some would not catch on. Isn't that correct? Right.
1: Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So here's my. Here's my promise to you. Uh, as a former uh, uh, professional parody song writer, which I did <laughs> many years as a morning radio guy, I am going to be coming up with parody songs for the final eight teams. Oh, wow. All okay. right. So each of them, uh, will be featuring them on the show uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm not doing every team because I can't rhyme anything with Tunisia. <laughs> but uh that'll be coming up in the next uh in the next few weeks just uh, buckle up all right <laughs> I've I got am, some... i'm
1: ex- i'm excited to hear this you know it, it could be who knows a tom jones delilah or who knows what it
0: might uh, be oh you target. never know you never know all all i can tell you one thing for sure though it it will, it will be songs from either the 60s 70s or 80s because my musical knowledge stops around 1992 <laughs> so Anyway. All right. All right. Let's, let's do uh, our World Cup pool. Now, this is, uh, you know, put your money where your mouth is. We just picked the, the teams that we thought are going to get into this next uh, the next round. Now, let's pick if, if for people who are getting into World Cup pools. The, usually they do this in groups of four. There are four pots that you have to pick a team from each of the pots. And it's the top eight teams, the next eight teams, the third eight teams, and the fourth eight teams. All right, each mm. bracket has uh, has the teams yeah. ranked. Yeah. So here's the first pot. Russia is included because they are the host nation. Yeah. Germany, Brazil. Portugal, Argentina, Belgium, Poland, and France. Those are all the top-ranked teams from each of the brackets. You get one choice and one choice only. Adam, who are you picking?
1: I am going to go with Brazil.
0: Okay. I I think you can guess who I'm going to go with. (laughs) I'm going to go with Germany. All right. Pot two. These are the second-ranked teams in each of the brackets, and they're all. This is some great teams in this bracket too: Spain, Peru, Switzerland, England, Colombia, Mexico, Uruguay, and Croatia.
1: You're gonna let me pick first again? This is nice of you.
0: I can go first if you like. Go ahead. I'm picking Spain. I was going to pick them, but that's all
1: right. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with England, right? You, you have uh, to. Uh,
0: it's, like a, it's like a law. Exactly. exactly. All right. Um, so you're going to lose the pool. All right. Let's see what else we <laughs> got here. We've got yeah. group three. Again, Some there's some real possibilities in here, too. Denmark, Iceland, Costa Rica, Sweden, Tunisia, Egypt, Senegal, or Iran. Uh, I think you know who
1: I'm going to go with. Senegal.
0: That's a nice pick. I like that pick. I am going to pick Denmark. All right. I think Denmark is uh, – It's Denmark is one of those teams that just kind of stealthily makes it into the final eight every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then these are the long shots, and these are all long shots, but you have to pick one. Uh, Serbia, yep. Nigeria, Australia, Japan, Morocco, Panama, the Korean Republic – or Saudi Arabia?
1: Well, I'll let you go first here, Rick.
0: All right. I am going to pick... Oh, boy. I don't have any of these teams making it to the next <laughs> round. I'm going to pick Nigeria just as an uh, African uh, long shot. Yeah, sure. Um, whew, it's a so rough... This is tough.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give... Uh, let me say South Korea. Give South Korea a shot.
0: Okay, so those are our official picks. And, you know, I talked to you about how, how excited I am about the World Cup. And I want to just briefly tell you a story, all right? So this has been a part of my life since 1974. And and I discovered soccer through the World Cup. Even though I played soccer as a, as a little kid, I played for a green-white soccer club here in Chicago. Um, and then... One day my parents came to me and they said, you know what we're going to do this summer? We're going to send you to Austria in the summer of 1974. I was 11 years old. And they said, you're going to spend the entire summer on a farm in the middle of nowhere in Austria. (laughs) And you are going to learn the German language better and sent me and my sister. And we got there and it was it literally was a farm. Um, and there was nothing to do. There were no kids. There was nothing. There were, it was a pig farm. And the okay. only thing going on that whole summer was the World Cup. And, they had, and, and that was the summer that the World Cup was in Germany. Yeah. And they had one television in this whole town. And we all went over to watch this television. And we watched every game. And that was the year that Beckenbauer and the Germans won the World Cup and i began to love the sport and so every year every year that the world cup comes around i think back to that uh that summer in austria in 1974 and i relive my youth and uh that's why the world cup is special to me
1: yeah, that's that's awesome. What a great story. I mean, that's how that's how you remember those things, you know, those, those little things. That's neat.
0: Because when we were kids, uh, you know, you were you grew up in England, but when I was a kid here in America, there was no professional soccer, right? So you couldn't really, you didn't have anybody to root for except for your local clubs, and we were all just ethnics. You know, that's what they called us in those days. So yeah. Just the, the ethnics. The Germans had a couple of teams, and we had some Italian team, and we had a Greek team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. until I got to watch these these uh, great players playing for their home countries. And, you know, Cruyff was uh, playing for, uh, for Holland at that time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think England made that World Cup actually in '74.
1: No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what's the first?
0: What's the first World Cup you remember?
1: Well, probably the biggest impact for me was the 1990 World Cup, and that's actually when England got to the semi-finals. I mean, I mean, I, I remember previous ones. '86, obviously, was a big one with Maradona and the whole handball, the hand of God, and all that stuff. Right, but. But the impact for me and it's interesting i was just watched a video bobby Robson was the manager of england at that time and they he just they just released a movie about him who talk about emotional it was an emotional roller coaster for me because i really do remember watching every one of those games and especially the semi final when england lost to germany on penalty kicks but that to me probably has the strongest memories because we started off so poorly Everybody wanted to fire the manager halfway <laughs> through the World Cup, and then by the end of it, they came home as heroes. And that was really kind of the coolest thing about it. Even though they lost on Germany on penalty kicks when they should have won,
0: possibly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but it, that was the that was probably the best part about the World Cup because they started so poorly, and you'll probably see this with a lot of the teams even in this World Cup. They may start not as well, and then by the end of it, they're playing well and getting to the final.
0: And I hope that there are some kids out there listening that have a similar experience with uh, this coming World Cup because it it really is a special event. uh, And and it begins this week. So be excited. Be excited. Uh, Before we go, uh, of course, you have to, first of all, let's quickly tell everybody that we are going to be broadcasting this podcast live in a couple of weeks. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, this is going to be exciting. So June 27th, we're going to do our podcast live from the Illinois Youth Soccer Offices. And uh, we're going to have inviting our coaches. It's our quarterly meeting with all our coaches, soccer coaches, administrators in the state. And uh, we're going to do a little 15-minute podcast at halftime of uh, the games going on. So we've got Germany playing and uh, it should be Mexico's there. should be some great games because they play the games at the same time because they're the final game. So... We've got a couple of big screens we'll be able to play both games at the same time and we can chat about the games and just kind of have some fun with it
0: all right so be sure to check that uh, podcast out and uh before we go we got to do your tv tip now time for
1: adam's weekend soccer tv tip
0: lots of world cup games beginning on thursday uh, tell us what the one that we cannot miss you have to see yeah. this one
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, unfortunately, the Thursday game, the opening game, is not going to be that exciting. But you wait one extra day, one o'clock on Friday, Portugal versus Spain, probably one of the best early-round games ever in a World Cup. Two of the best teams you're going to see arguably one of the best players in the world in Ronaldo and probably one of the best soccer playing teams in in Spain so should be an absolute fantastic
0: match okay and, and I'll try not to be quite as geeky next week <laughs> if, you'd, <laughs> if you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick you can follow us on Twitter uh, it's FK with Adam and Rick correct? correct and on Facebook it's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick or you can uh, check out our day job uh, I am a, a, an author publisher of eckhartspress.com also the co-host of the Manitition Men podcast with uh, David Stern. Adams the technical director, director of coaching of the uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of this podcast is Tony Lasano of Opie Productions. We are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and we 'll be back again next week with another episode of free Kicks <laughs>